The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian, and if you dishonor myself or my friends, my hammer will yearn for your face. This is Furitan Furcantries. I am a Dwarven Druid, and I like to find myself some nice leaves to sleep on. This is Peter McMoist. I'm a dark elf bard, and I'm the best fucking town crier in Terragard. The thing about the very good adventuring team's last adventure is... Our heroes patrolled the mines of Ecolias Blingerstone and were able to discover and defeat two gelatinous cubes who had been devouring miners. They returned home and enjoyed some much-needed rest. We rejoin them now in the morning as fate steps in again. You wake up to the sound of scuffling. You reach for your weapons, but you realize that you are unable to move. You hear a voice say, do we take the others? And then you hear a second voice respond with, no, the high priestess only wanted the large one. He will join the orgies or he will give his soul to Chad. <laughs> you hear the first voice then say, very well, it's nearly dawn. Let's get him to the safe house. We can stay there until nightfall, then leave under the cover of darkness. You hear some more scuffling and what have you noises. And it takes maybe an hour after that for the effects of the paralyzing potion that apparently had been poured down your throats or whatever spell or honestly I didn't think that through enough before you were paralyzed <laughs> you, were, you were paralyzed and it takes an hour to wear off uh, this is a positories of paralyzation <laughs> <laughs> You show up to the kidnapping job, and the and the boss is like, "Here, put these in," and he hands you like a bunch of pills, and you're like, "Well, how am I going to get him to swallow them?" And they're like, "No, they go in the other end." And so went your first day on the kidnapping job you just applied for, pushing pills into buttholes. Be careful not to wake him up while you're doing that. Glad I'm a sound sleeper. Do you think someone could push? a pill into your butt and not wake you up? Because I don't think that's possible. All right. Mm. I I think... All right. Are you naked? 
let's say, like let's Outside say you're, the tone here. Let's you're naked and you're a stomach sleeper. I don't know. When I was younger, you know how they had that that stupid uh, they had that stupid thing where they get like a like flower or um or a feather or something and they put it in your nose when you're sleeping and you always bat it away, kind of like that. The shaving cream trick. The shaving cream trick. I mean, I genuinely fell i mean i didn't fall for those but i'm a kind of a deep sleeper so i would always like think there's like a like bug or something so i always do that so i mean maybe not something towards my butt but <laughs> they, <laughs> they they put the pill in your hand and then they, they tickle your butthole with the feather and you shove it in there yourself <laughs> and then you settle back in all comfortable afterwards <sighs> Glad that's over <laughs> like that hernia is acting up again oh my god oh you shoved a pill in your own butthole while you're sleeping that would be <clears throat> that's not what happened here that's not what happened here alright um, oh and I nearly forgot uh, it is Jerry's turn yeah, I have the plot point. Peter's turn with the. So we finally, for the listener at home, I don't, I can't remember if we said this out loud or not, but I had a a stick that I'm. <laughs> it's a table leg. It looks like a little table leg, like a stumpy table leg. It should make me. Whoever gets the plot point has to hold it until they use it. I think that's probably a good idea. Well, I've actually what I've been thinking about is because like the side that looks like it would go on the bottom of the table that's still kind of square. You know, uh, I was thinking about putting that attaching that to something flat so that it sat upright and then it'd be just up in your face i guess that would kind of balance on its own but you can make like a gold chain or something maybe that'd be pretty fantastic just gotta like this i don't know might hit the this floppity table leg kind of bouncing around probably don't want that yeah i think you should just make us hold it until we use it and prevent us from playing video games <laughs> <laughs> No, then it would just get used right away so that you could get to playing video games. <laughs> anyway, I do not get something shoved in my I butt. Guess, I guess we have spent a lot of time together. We certainly have. Um, so you would put this in your butt? I said I do not have something shoved in my butt. Oh, nice. But I, I have, don't have the plot point. I have the plot useful. point, and both of the paralyzation pills are in Fjorten's butt. You can't do anything to each other. Yeah. Yeah, I not. can't give you a third nipple. Oh, okay. But so, I, but I can say what other people did. <laughs> um, so sorry, and I, I did miss one thing earlier. Uh, I totally forgot that I have these things. Um, as you guys are laying there, paralyzed, almost like the the sleep paralysis demons are laying upon you. Uh, you hear your good friend Jeff saying, "Ah, leave me alone. What are you doing?" <laughs> so yeah you hear you hear your buddy uh you hear your buddy say uh your buddy jeff say that <laughs> and uh but we can't we can't do anything because we're paralyzed you're mm-hmm. paralyzed and you're we- all stomach sleepers so you can't see who's there or anything you can't stop anything from happening no matter what they're doing to our friend jeff or our our butts. We have no idea what's happening. No, no clue. Thankfully, they turned my head to the side, so I'm not just face down into that pillow. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you guys can breathe. Everything's cool so yeah. far as that goes, but it's uh, it's just it's this adventure that you're gonna have to go on without your buddy Jeff this time because he's 
been taken. Um, yeah. And that totally explains away everything about why you won't hear Jeff in this episode. Cause he's right here with us. He just, you just can't hear him. Um, because he got taken away and he reiterates. Ah, leave me alone. What are you doing? How dare you? how how dare you oh yeah jeff you sound very upset over the situation i am so enraged (laughs) 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 so about an hour goes by it takes about that long for the thing that happened to you that we totally explained earlier to wear off from happening to you and you roll out of bed you're a little uh you're a little groggy. You're a little, uh, you know, take some, you're just still kind of getting your muscle movement back in control of your bodies. And there you are in the basement. It's, it's just, uh, it's just Peter and Fjorten. Uh, regrettably, Jeff is, is not here. Uh, he's been taken. What time is it? Let's call it 9 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m. Yeah. Somewhere in that time, it's, it's just after sunrise. How many, what's the time frame? How many, Smogans, is it after um, we hear this, do we kind of get our movement back? Uh, so it's a, it's like probably one and a half Smurgans, um, okay. after you guys uh, have heard this go on. So oh man, that's not too many Smurgans. Not too many Smurgans, but <laughs> so it's not a lot of Smurgans, but it's a Smurgan enough to Smurgan away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Fjord, man, can you move? Are you moving? At this point, I'm just kind of be able to move my lips a little bit. Yeah, I'm starting. Starting to get things, starting to get things back. Did you hear that too? Yeah, f- fucking pissed myself in the bed. <laughs> oh. But they took Jeff. What are we gonna do? Oh no. Is those fucking cultists? It must. I I don't know. Jeff's a big guy, so holy shit. That's a. Uh, they must have paralyzed him too. With mm, the suppository. Must have taken two. <laughs> 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 Well, I mean, I get the, I get the, I guess at this point, um, we would get up and maybe even check and see, uh, if there's been a, how'd they get into this place? Did they break in? Did they, a block pick? What was? So you guys are, you guys are in a basement apartment, remember? Yeah. Uh, and it's just, you know, not a very quality place because you're just starting out as adventurers and Maybe sometime after, I don't know, level five, you'll start upgrading your accommodations. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, but you guys are living in this basement. You go to investigate, and I will have each of you make an investigation roll. Because we're playing D&D, and that's what you do in D&D is you roll dice. Gotcha. Hmm. I don't know if you guys had caught on to that or heard of that uh, by now. How is this? Uh, oh, there's 20 numbers on this one. Yeah, roll the, roll the dice that has, it goes all the way up to 20. Oh man, do I suck at investigation. I forget oh, how dumb I am. I used to be good at investigation, but that was the last campaign. Now I'm super bad at it because I am dumb. D U M. M O O N. That spells dumb. Um, I got a piece of shit three. You are a piece of shit. Yeah. I had a 10. I rolled a 12, but I have a negative two to investigation. <laughs> you know, I got to say, just as a quick tangent from our million other tangents. I have played D&D with so many people that do the min-max route, and they're like, I want to build the smartest, bestest, strongest, fastest, most capable, ultimate D&D damage whatever character. 
I challenge all of you listeners at home to make a character that is average or worse because you know what? Maybe like it's a little harder to do certain things in the game. Like, trust me, your DM is trying their fucking best to make it so that you have an adventure. Play a fucking character that sucks at something or a couple of things or a lot of things. Way more fucking fun to play. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I got some dimension. Like, I'm super charismatic, but I am dumb as rocks. Mm-hmm. Fucking Fabio over here. <laughs> My Fabio? I don't even have a great body. I'm just... <laughs> Flabio, uh, Flabio. Um, uh, yeah. So I rolled a ten. I don't even know. Um, I'm in a room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so Fjorten runs over to the stairs and is like, "How did they get in?" And he's just looking at the door. <laughs> like, there's a door. How there's did they door. get in? I just don't get this it. This isn't even possible. This is impossible. And then you, uh, and then uh, Peter runs up and is like, oh, "I'll have a look, see." And you get up and you're like. I'm pretty sure they opened the handle. We should have thought of that. Whose but, job was it to lock the door last night? But oh. you guys do know that you live in a in a what well, today would be terribly illegal apartment, and there's only one entrance in or out. Mm-hmm. They had to be to this door. I'm pretty sure. Um, let's. Uh, well, they did it overnight, but I guess maybe we go upstairs and see if anybody saw anything overnight. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else we can do. Right on. Uh, so you're going to go upstairs and uh, go into the sneaky brisket? Yes. Yeah. You go into the sneaky brisket and you see behind the bar preparing, smoking even, some briskets back there. It smells really nice, by the way. You got to say that that spice that you guys brought back, the Armstrong seeds, really, uh, you haven't tasted it yet, but you can tell it's really making a difference. Oh man, I smell some of it, and I'm I'm a little conflicted because like I'm still hungry. I'm mm-hmm. like hungry this morning, but I know we gotta f- find our friend <laughs> Jeff. But I do love a sneaky brisket. I'm excited to try. Yeah, this the sneaky brisket. Uh, and and Duga is like sees you guys come up the stairs and is like, oh hey, you guys are still here. Uh, that's weird. But anyway, do you want to try some brisket? Uh, I feel like I had something. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I do. I do. I actually, I do. Yeah. So, like you want it like, like you want like a sandwich or like you just want like the straight, the straight meat? I'm still kind of experimenting because the Armstrong seeds are a little different. But uh, wait, wait, like, what do you want? How do you want? It? Do you want it like straight or you want it with with some some bread? Uh, do you have any? Um, I want it on bread and mustard. Oh God, yeah, mustard. How about how about you? I'll just go straight brisket. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> You're like, uh, just have like three fingers of brisket neat. <laughs> three fingers of brisket neat. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see how briska briska. Let's. That sounds like a weird, like a Russian name. Briska. Today we go see briska. Oh, briska. Uh. Oh man. Um. Dugo goes back into the kitchen and he cuts you guys off, you know, a little bit of brisket and he brings it back out. Um, You're not sure why he went with the one that's still cooking uh, as opposed to the one that like clearly was done yesterday and was ready to be eaten. Um, It may be just as too early in the morning or something, but he brings you guys back out some like, it hasn't even gotten to rare brisket. It's just, it's not great, guys. It's not great. 
Uh, I, I'm, oh. still, I'm pretty hungry, you know, because it is morning time, so it still tastes pretty good to me. Um, so in between bites, I'm like, uh, hey, Dugo, um, hey, uh, did we just activate a phone? We did. Oh, you know why? Because I said, hey, Duga. Yeah. I bet you that activated. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 All right there, Duga. Um, hey, um, oh, this is good. Um, did you see anything weird last night at all? I don't know if you're Ryan, but um, I think our friend Jeff was kidnapped. Uh, yeah, you know, like I was really, uh, I was kind of wondering what was going on because I saw some people this morning when I was getting the brisket fired up, uh, had like a big burlap bag and like, it was kind of Jeff shaped. And so I was like, uh, that's a little weird. Um, but like, I didn't want to do anything about it. (laughs) I saw him like leave and like kind of head north from here, like kind of towards like, you know, the main part of the main part of town. But like, yeah, I didn't want to. Oh, I look at Fjord and I'm like, oh, north. I went north, maybe. Yeah, maybe this this biscuit kind of tastes like shit. So what you do, you just kind of walk outside and see him go north or what? What is? Yeah, I mean, like they left and I was like. I have other things to do, so I just let, I, I don't want to bother him. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What's north? Uh, we got some houses, and uh, I know the market's kind of north. Yeah, and that's uh, heading towards the Splatterly Farms. Um, oh, man. Tiny, tiny town is that way, and... Hey. Good thing somebody drew a detailed town map for you guys. We have all these options to look at. Uh, we're recalling this from memory. Yeah. <laughs> that's a... Uh... But I remember right uh, from my great memory of this town, the watering holes up there. Maybe we can get some more information from uh, Hallstyle if he's around town. Oh, good idea. Let's, uh, after Don's this brisket, maybe we head up there and see if, uh, see if, uh, see if anybody saw anything. That sounds good. You managed to chew your way through this not very well cooked brisket. Thankfully, there's a lot of seasoning and other things going on, and he's using. A pretty choice cut of meat, so like uh you know it's not the worst thing you've ever eaten, but you know I don't know if anybody out there grew up in a, a house with a German background where you had the raw beef and onions on rye. It was better than that anyway <laughs> that's uh disappointing because I know Duga takes great pride in his brisket, so I think he just caught him off guard. It was a little early, like I said, if he'd have taken a cut from the part that was cooked instead of the part that was starting to cook this morning, you might have had better luck. I'll try again tomorrow, maybe. But, you know, when you roll a two on that D20, there's got to be consequences. You guys are going to have the hot squirts later. Oh, no. Hot squirts. Hey, we have to have brisket for breakfast, so. Brisket for breakfast? That feels pretty rich. I feel like we're living pretty good, actually, if we get brisket for breakfast. High on the, well, brisket's usually cow, right? High on the cow? Uh, yeah. High on the hog is typically the phrase, but well, what are you going to do? You know, you kind of, you make do with what you got and you guys are high high on the heifer. You guys are high on the heifer. <laughs> I've no idea what a heifer is. I'm going to get high on the flask later. Hey. Yo. Let me take that back. I know that a heifer is some kind of cow, but it's like a specific term 
So like a brand, like a kind of a brand is a kind of a speakeasy. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> like <from Heifer>. yeah. <laughs> Check out the fall lineup from Heifer. <laughs> a heifer is a young cow. Twenty percent off last year's heifer. <laughs> Heifers are female cows who have not yet given birth to a calf. Oh, oh. So it's a mm. fancy word for virgin. <laughs> it's a cow virgin. Well, it just says hasn't given birth, so I guess it doesn't imply all the way that it hasn't. You know, did the uh, maybe you've done it? Yeah. Anyway, that's getting down a weird territory. So yeah, uh, you've gotten some information from Duga. You got yourself some nice, uh, somewhat satisfying breakfast. I mean, you're not hungry anymore, so you got that going for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and you've got you've got your first clue on this. this wild adventure. Oh, hey, Duga, oh, yeah. did you see how many people there were? Duga lets you know that he saw a total of four people, one of them being Jeff in the burlap bag. So three kidnappers. Ah, ah, ah. One, Jeff. Were they, um, were they dressed weird? Did you notice anything unique about them at all? He said he noticed that they were in uh, what seemed like overly cum- cumbersome robes. Somewhat formal. One person in particular had what seemed to be a little bit more formal of robes than the other ones, but uh, they seemed a little culty. What color were the mm. robes? What color were the robes? Emerald. All right. All right. Emerald. All right. So we got to ask around for um, has anybody seen any weird looking people with some emerald robes on? Maybe some formal robes. You do have a variety of friends about town you could uh, you could go and check with. That's right. Man, I um, wish my notes were a little bit better. Uh, what did the potion of tea pissings do again? Uh, wait, which one? Um, potion of pissings. Oh, that's right. I never formalized that one for you. Um, let me put that in your journals here. Uh, the potion of pissings. Uh, do, do, do you? Oh, I don't have the dice rolls in here. No, yeah, okay. It's a, on a. You make a ranged attack, and on a hit, the target loses concentration and is unable to maintain concentration for one round due to an overwhelming paranoia that someone is lurking and waiting to get them. So I'm gonna grab that, and also the potion of uh, itching butthole because we're gonna get some butthole revenge. Hey, look, my butthole's already a little itchy. But I don't know why. I don't know. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we wouldn't know why we were uh, had that paralysis, but it just did happen. I don't know why I was paralyzed. I have no idea why my butt is so itchy. Mm -hmm. Two completely unrelated. Mm -hmm. I just don't know why we were all sleeping naked, too. But I don't think about that at the moment. Just moving on. Right? Moving. Moving on north. Here we are. the watering hole. Past that. Yep. There's no... We're not focusing on that at all. Not again. But that is a thing for a different time. Flashback. Meanwhile, we cut to a dark and gloomy basement scene and we see that Jeff has been tied to a chair and you hear him say, When I get out of here, I'm going to hammer so many faces. Cutting back to our two adventuring adventurers, you arrive at the bar where Holden Tallstyle is holding Tallstyles. 
He greets you as you walk in the door and says, Hey, where's your, uh, where's your larger friend this morning? That's actually why we, we showed up. Uh, I'm going to show some sense of urgency. Have you seen any strange figures coming around these parts? Maybe, uh, maybe wearing an emerald robe? He says, hmm, emerald robes. I don't, don't know that I've seen anybody wearing uh, strange robes, especially emerald ones. That'd be pretty fancy. Um, why do you ask? Yeah, I'll let him in. There's, uh, uh, Jeff's kind of gone missing. Um, more along the lines of he's been captured. We are, we are in desperate attempts to find him and find these people. People that kidnapped him, you say? Yeah. Huh. Well, uh, I tell you what, uh, you know, the, I've heard rumors about, uh, about there being a family in town that's, that's gotten involved in a cult recently. Uh, I don't, I don't really know, you know, I'm not much involved in, in the, in the gossip in town. I just hear some rumors while I'm serving customers, but yeah, I've heard that there's a, there's a new cult that's kind of making its presence a little more felt in town. So you, I bet if you asked around a little bit, you'd find somebody that knows more than I do. A new cult, huh? Yeah. And it's certainly one that's, uh, starting to, starting to sweep around. You know, these fads happen every now and again, a new cult comes around. Oh, Hey, let's worship this, that, or the other thing. And. Well, I don't know. This is something new. It's something about a lich, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I, I'd ask around though. I think there's at least uh, there's some some rumors that one of the noble house families is getting into this. What the hell? God damn. No, it when you just thinking when you were thinking about emerald, I was thinking about the rich part of towns and, and cultists. Mm. All right. Well, thank you, Holden. Really appreciate it. Keep gives an eye you a on little, us. Gives you a little salute and. Uh, you see him go back to dusting off the back of the bar with the towel between his butt cheeks and Ta-da! and there you go where are you gonna go next what are you gonna do next boys what are you gonna do now I got a little something in my throat figured I'd take advantage of it sounds like I got a feeling down in my plums about where you're gonna go next where are you gonna go <laughs> <laughs> well what do you think uh, Fjorten um, some of the rich people around town where's where do the rich people live? Who do we know that's rich? <gasps> well, you know what, who we could maybe talk to? Uh, what's his nuts? Is it Cicero? Is Cicero the 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 town? Um, Cicero Gwyn, advisor to Lord Hoff, ruler of this town. Some say the master of whispers, a spy master. Have we talked to Cicero since our last encounter on the bridge? Not that I know of. I know. I'm not sure if we're on good terms with that guy. You left on reasonable terms. Reasonable. I mean, that would be an option. Yeah. I was thinking him or possibly check out the Fox children, because I remember they were in the... I think we met him down in the rich part of town on the other side of the bridge. But uh, where would Cicero be at this time, do you think? Uh, I think you guys could figure out that uh, Cicero would be in the... I don't remember what the fuck I called it. It's a problem with coming up with a whole damn town. You just, you can't always remember where everything is. You know, we could just go look at the job board, too. See what's up. (laughs) (laughs) Just fuck that other guy that was in the party. Just This is really taking too much time. Yeah. Uh, Is anybody else bored? (laughs) (laughs) You believe that if you went to Hightown, 
which is the section of Terregard that is uh, between the Massa and Luboric River, sort of on the south end of town. It's where the stadium is and uh, more or less like the uh, sort of seat of government. You believe that you could find Cicero over there. Yeah. Well, it's kind of south of us. And I know these fellows were heading north, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's kind of a large area. Maybe maybe uh, Cicero being, you know, the master of whispers and everything might have a better idea of, you know, maybe where uh, some of these cultists might be hiding out or, or something. Just a solid idea. Really swell, really. I thank you. Yeah. Let's do it. Look at you guys taking advantage of your contacts. It's, uh, I'm really proud. Really proud. Uh, I feel like that fart, however, could have, eh. uh, yeah, (laughs) just, yeah, I expect (laughs) a little better in the future. Sorry. You, oh no, don't try too hard. Okay. fans how are you this is dm nick returning to the mid rolls and i apologize for my absence sam did an amazing job though and i'm super grateful he was able to fill in on short notice so it's been a while and you may have forgotten so i'm here to remind you that we have a presence on the interwebs it is the vget.com t-h-e-v-g-a-t.com and i have to tell you it's a real roller coaster of a good time If you go to our website, you can find such things as our episodes, links to Patreon if you'd like to support the show, and all of the wonderful artwork we've had commissioned with that support. There's so many wonderful things there, you might find yourself spending tens of minutes going through it all. Where does the time go? Well, who doesn't love a quick mid-roll? I certainly do. Time to get you all back into the action. You make your way over to Hightown, the part of Terragard, our awesome made-up town that's totally made up and awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you head on over to the uh, the sort of governmenty building. While you guys are on your way walking over there, by the way, we take a quick cut over to over to uh, Jeff, and he's down. And this time you can't see him; you just see shadows on the wall. In a very dramatic and cinem- cinematograph- cinemagraphic? cinematographic, cinematic. That's what I thought you were going for, but maybe there was something out there. I don't know. I was just having a scrunk there, apparently. Yeah. Um, anyway, you hear in this very cinematic uh, "Shadows on the Wall" by Torchlight. You hear, uh, "No, not my penis." <laughs> uh, uh, no, not my penis. Uh, no. Leave me alone. And we hear. What this, are you doing? We hear this how? No, you guys aren't hearing this. We're. Just, I'm just doing like the dramatic cuts for the listener at home. Oh, gotcha. So this is. Uh, we don't know what's happening to Jeff. No. But, um, this is the cinematic. I know how to say that word now. This is the cinematic cut where you go over to Jeff, who is. Well, you we don't know what's happening, but something's happening it's, to him. Sounds like penis torture. Yeah, it does. Mm. It could be. 
It might not be torture. You don't know. Yeah. Anyway. You reach the seat of Terra Guardian government. It is a large and noble white marble building. I don't know why I just always associate government buildings with big marble and pillars and things like that. You wander your way inside and Lord Hoff and uh, all of his advisors and other folks are holding court in a very large and open and uh, fantastic room. And uh, you guys, uh, you catch Cicero's eye and you kind of like, you know, hey, can we meet, you know, in a side corridor? You do have to wait for some time because Cicero's an important guy and you more or less have to wait until there's like a recess here. So like an hour probably goes by. Cicero eventually meets you out in the hallway and he says, huh, how, how, how can I help you gentlemen? Cicero, um, can we speak with some discretion here? There is always discretion whenever I am present. Very good. <laughs> Forgot about this nerd. That's great. I love that he has the Steve voice. <laughs> <laughs> and that you remember that he has the Steve voice. Like he, uh, He's actually... He's kind of a mix of a couple voices, but it, have you guys, do you guys know who Jordan Peterson is? Yes. No one should know who Jordan Peterson is, but he, uh, if you listen to Jordan Peterson, he kind of talks like that. And that's largely who this character is based on. So he's, he's kind of got, he's, he's Canadian. So he's got to boot things, uh, here and there, but he's got, he's got this voice and every once in a while he gets worked up. <laughs> Still sounds like Steve, though. Yeah, so it's most it's mostly uh, Jordan Peterson, but with the hint of Steve in there. Steve, <laughs> these have not been an assholes. Anyway, back to back to Steve, back to Cicero Gwynn. I'm no. sorry. What the fuck? What was the last thing he said? I didn't mean to go off on all those tangents. Uh, he said, uh, "Can he's I speak always... with some discretion?" Yeah. You can always count on my discretion. Um. Cicero, we're in a pickle. We uh, we think our friend Jeff has been kidnapped, and we're you're, you're talking you're talking about the large one, right? Yeah, yeah, that's him, big large guy. Um, last how the name. fuck did anybody kidnap that guy? They, I think they um they paralyzed us by. Well, we're not sure how they paralyzed us, but we think they paralyzed us, and um, we uh we talked to the owner of the. The, the sneaky biscuit, sneaky brisket, and he said that a couple gentlemen, three to four gentlemen, uh, in emerald robes, took him north of the sneaky brisket. Maybe these guys are in cults. You know anything about that? Wow, that's, that's some fucked up shit, man. Ah, uh, yeah. So there have there have there have uh there have been some rumors recently about cults and uh one in particular that that seems to be making its way around town now. Are are you are you familiar with any of the are you familiar with the local cult scene at all? Well, I think we only know of one really. Um how many cult scenes are there? Oh, I, I shouldn't get into it right now. It's a little more detailed of a conversation. Anyway, the, you know, you know how kids are. I mean, they, they, it's, they're in a one cult one day and then another in the next day. It's whatever's in the top 40. And uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I, I, I tend to ramble. Um, we, th we think, we're not sure, but uh, it might be an orgy cult. 
Oh, that's like every every cult. You really, gotta, <laughs> you really got to narrow it down. This is a orgy cult that has a a C symbol. Well, now that is interesting uh, because yeah, I mean, really, the orgy thing. Like, like, why else would you start a cult unless you're like, <laughs> well, get off of me with your gender normative roles and whatnot, and uh, you know, I, I I paid for all the holes. I'm going to use them. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, well, that's just, I, you know, I don't want to dip into my youth or anything, but the, 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 the C you said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what cult do you feel is making its way across town now? So we have some suspicions, uh, and this is all, this is all just between us. And I'd, I'd rather, uh, rather appreciate it if you guys did find anything out that you would kind of report back to me on this. I. I, uh, I do sort of make my living off of it, the exchange of information, but well, there's uh, there's rumors about a lich. Are you familiar with lichdom? I've a little. We heard of this one, maybe called called Chad. That's the one. That's Chad. the one. Oh, I'm. I actually. I've heard. How much do we know about Chad? Because the, the person we've heard before was not Chad. It was Chuck or... Well, that's what happens. I mean, the you know, the people that go for these orgy cults, they're not really looking for anything other than the orgy. So they're, you know, you get in the door and you're like, you know, Chuck, Bill, Bob, what are, you know, I'm with the guy in the back. Let's just get this going. <laughs> All right. But uh, yeah, the one that's the one that's gaining popularity right now is apparently this lich. Uh, he's 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 apparently from uh, from the other continent. Uh, you know, far far way far out to the east of us. Uh, he's well. There's there's a lot of larger associations and things that are going on. It's some business. I don't I don't have time to get. I, I do have to get back to my regular uh, sort of uh, work schedule here, but. Um, yeah, this, this Chad fella seems to have some influence that's growing in the area. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what, uh, House, uh, House Smith seems to have some ties to this. And if you guys could investigate that and find out, if you, if you do investigate and find anything out, you can let me know. Cause, well, I, I would sure appreciate being a little more filled in on this. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds reasonable to us. Well, uh. We'll tell you what we can, Cicero, but I'll tell you, to be honest, we don't know much really right now. Well, I don't know much, <laughs> but I know I love you. <laughs> oh, wow, that's, that's really good. Yeah. Um, oh, I just, I've just had that song in my head. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. It's one of the first times I've ever tried to sing in a character accent. It's actually a lot harder than you'd think. <laughs> I feel like it's the next step in my improv, though. Oh. Improv career. Anyway, again, that's too much personal detail. Very good. What if Cicero Gwynn was like working on an improv career outside of this? Like he's advisor to the highest power in the area, but on Tuesday nights, you can catch him at the improv kettle. <laughs> <laughs> the improv kettle. Yes. There's a great example of improv for you. Uh -huh. I just put two words together that make no sense. But that's the new building in town. Imp uh, fuck, now I got to write it down. Yep. The improv kettle. Uh, and with that, um, Cicero Gwynn, I think, uh, I think you guys, unless you have more questions, I think he's going to take his leave from you. Thank you, um, Cicero. It's a... now, what do we, um, what do we know about the Smith family that he mentioned? 
you guys have, in fact, dealt with the Smith family one other time. Uh, you know that they are one of the noble houses in town. They are not one of the most prominent houses. Uh, they don't seem to be at, like, the top of the pile. Uh, you probably don't really know why, necessarily, because you guys don't intermingle with that class very often. Um, you don't know what they do, I will say, uh, for, you know, money or wealth or power, uh, as you do know with a lot of others. But you do know that you have somewhat of an in with them because you returned a clockwork butt plug to Eliza Smith at one point. I believe that was the name. It was. Okay. Yes, you met Eliza Smith, the matriarch of House Smith, and um, got a clockwork butt plug back to her. <laughs> that was a great use of the plot point that night, that there was a clockwork butt plug. Can you please keep saying clockwork butt plug? <laughs> clockwork butt plug. I gotta say, this episode definitely has a theme going. So, um... It's got, it's got a good techno feel to it. Clock, work, butt, plug. <laughs> I, would, I would turn to um, Peter. Peter, do you, do you have the butt plug? Shit, man. I don't know what we did with the butt plug. You returned it. That's why you got a reward. Yeah. We, oh, okay. We, we didn't get a souvenir. No, we took it back. Shit. What a souvenir to have. I know. Uh, let's. So, so real quick. Um, so Cicero thought we should talk to the Smith family. Mm-hmm. And so why does he think we should talk to the Smith family? Did he have a specific reason why? Um, I don't know that I actually said it out loud, but they have a suspicion that the Smith family is involved in this cult. Interesting. Okay. So you may or may not want to talk to them directly. Um, you may just want to investigate around them. I have an idea. I shouldn't be playing D&D for you, but yeah. just letting you know that he was saying that he thinks that they may be associated. I have an idea. What's that? I have a friend, um, she actually works at the library, and she actually does a lot of research on the town history and a lot of the local families and bloodlines around here. Um, her name's Koki. That's a and damn, we're pretty close to the library. Damn very good much resource. Are. Oh, man. All right. We take a brief moment to cut over to, again, the shadowy figure of Jeff on the wall and his uh his oppressors in the room with him and he says you guys will be in real trouble when my friends get here it's it's like he's here i mean he is here <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh i have put a picture out there for you guys and i don't know if anybody's ever actually zoomed in on this picture um but if you zoom in you can see that i modified this picture to say archives of terragard that was some that was some detailed photoshopping that wow. I did. That looks legit. Yeah, it does. Doesn't that actually look pretty fucking good? I was really yep. proud of myself. Dang. You did good. We'll post we'll post that on the, the fucking Twitter one of these days. So there you are at the Archives of Terragard, a large stone marbly colony building. And going inside where it's nice and quiet and everyone's very proper and not not speaking above hushed tones and it's sort of ASMR beget after hours I hope I'm not destroying too many panties right now Shh. This is the library. oh stop oh my goodness <laughs> so uh, anyway you guys make it into the archives of Terragard 
and you uh, you get back into the stacks, and you find back there, Koki Rainbloom. Koki, who we have not met to date so far, is a much much older drow, uh, somebody that I believe is a bit of a mentor to uh, to Peter. Yeah, she is. She um, she is my teacher and mentor for me and uh, many of my younger years and. So she's definitely somebody that I've learned a lot from and, and look up to. She is very elegant, dressed in long, flowing robes, has very long, uh, very long silvery hair, uh, dark ebony skin. I would imagine a flawless appearance for someone very well-groomed and accustomed to being in a well-kept library. She sees you coming and uh, she says, Ah, Peter. Thank you for coming to visit me. How can I help you? Hi, Koki. It's good to see you. It is also good to see you. <sighs> Koki, um, we're in kind of a situation. We have a friend who's missing, and uh, we need some information on the Smith family. Do you, do you know anything about the local Smith family? Mm, indeed, I do. They are a very puzzling family. What, what would you like to know about them? Well, I hate to kind of bring this up in, in a library and everything, but... Um, oh, shit gets real in libraries. <laughs> <laughs> well then, uh, we heard um, they're involved in a sex cult. Mm. You're really going to have to be more specific. <laughs> I love how everyone's response. There is apparently a new sex cult, and they have something to do with a lich named... Chad, or a, or a big letter C in mm. their insignia. Chad is a very interesting subject. We've done some fairly extensive research, although it's it's hard to get very specific and detailed information on someone so far away from us. But Chad has been around for quite some time. The cult itself is a little more recent of a development. But yes, I have heard that those tendrils have been leaking into our city a little more often recently. I don't know if they are specifically involved in it. That would be a much more recent development and everything in a library is old as balls. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, uh, we've had some run-ins with an Eliza Smith. Is there uh, anybody else that you might recommend we talk to in the Smith family? Well, you know, I will say that while I don't know any more, uh, I think, useful detail for people in the family. The one thing that I have always noted that is very odd about the Smith family is, are you aware of the warehouses along the Hart River, just just sort of north of the Courtesy Gobble? Yeah, it's of, uh, mm -hmm. just, uh, just east, of the, east of the market. Yes, you see, the warehouses are sort of a unique feature in our city. There are only five of them. We don't have a very serious trade economy here in this town but all of the warehouses are owned by the town of Terragard they're not owned by individuals and they are leased to the families that use them it's sort of a favor system and typically the families that use them are the richest and most profitable trading families around the Smith family is not one of the most richest and profitable families in fact they're somewhat of a lesser house here in Terragard, and yet they are in possession of one of the leases for one of those warehouses. Mm. 
Interesting. Do you, um... Oh, hi. Sorry. Uh, um, oh, I'm sorry, Cookie. This is my friend Fjordan. Uh, Fjordan, this is uh, Cookie. Oh, good to meet you, Cookie. It's a pleasure to meet your very loud friend. <laughs> Can you shut up? We're in a fucking library. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <clears throat> sorry. Cookie, I can't keep doing that. Um, I would uh, inquire to see... Um, do you know which warehouse is there, perhaps, of the five? Uh, their warehouse is the second to uh, the second to last one on the end, the uh, second northernmost. Koki, thank you very much. That's been very helpful. It is always a pleasure to see you, mm, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> well, our friend has been kidnapped, so I wish we had more time, but we really must go. It seems pressing, yes. I do the. <laughs> The traditional drow goodbye gesture that everyone knows. Yes. All right, we got a we got a pretty good lead. This is a good lead. Um, what do you think, Fjordan? Should we just go straight to the warehouse, or what do we do? What, what's our what's our time frame here? Yeah, what time? How long have we spent trying to chase down these leads? We're gonna say it's probably three in the afternoon. You guys have been doing quite a bit of walking back and forth around the city, and. Um, traveling to different destinations, waiting around for Cicero for quite a while. So yeah, let's call it three in the afternoon at this point. Honestly, I'm we're not well really known in this town to stick out. I think we just walk on by to see if uh, what kind of area it is and if anybody's out front. I mean, nobody would ask us why we're there or anything. Fair enough. All right, let's go check out that warehouse. Y'all make your way down to the warehouse area. As mentioned, there are only five warehouses. It's not like a full-on district or anything. There are, uh, there are some large sort of expanses of gravel in front of the warehouses leading out to the Hart River. The warehouses themselves are nearly identical, by the way, in size and condition. Each one has a large set of double doors on the riverside and you know from walking over here that they have a matching set of doors on the back side of the building. The buildings themselves are a sturdy wooden construction, two stories tall. What? Share? I just saw... <laughs> I was just going through the NPC list and I saw Thunderhips cooler cans. <laughs> Where the fuck is Thunderhips cooler cans? <laughs> Where did that where did that come from? Uh it's a nurse for the red brigade. <laughs> <laughs> We've never met the day. We talked we talked about that at some point. Who was that? That was because we were talking about a Thunder Thunderlips uh Houlihan from MASH. Uh, <laughs> I mean I get the reference, but <laughs> who came up with that? And then somebody I don't, you know, at this point, I really can't remember who, who specifically said it, but I went out and found that picture, uh, of what's her name from MASH. That was you or Josh. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's a nurse at, uh, for the Red Brigade, which is a local military organization. Uh, and her name is Thunderhips Cooler Cans. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the level of depth we're putting into the campaign two world i think is it's really something the fact that we have a character named thunderhips cooler cans <laughs> <laughs> enough to distract you right in the middle of a warehouse description there you go 
There is a row of five warehouses along the riverfront near the docks. The warehouses themselves are nearly identical in size and condition, by the way. Each one has a large set of double doors on the riverside, as well as a matching set on the back of the building. The buildings themselves are a sturdy wooden construction, two stories tall, with shallow peaked roofs. There are windows along the second floor, but none on the first floor. Uh, do, do, do. You notice that the second to last warehouse from the end, the one you know at this point belongs to the Smith house, has the doors closed, whereas all the others are still open and doing movement and trade of goods. So that is mighty suspicious. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You also notice that there are three piers set into the Heart River near, uh, near these warehouses. Uh, there's a boat that's sitting in the middle pier unloading goods into the middle warehouse, but doesn't seem of particular interest to you guys. So there you are. That is the scene before you. What would you like to do? So this, uh, warehouse, is it all, I notice a lot of locked, do we notice a lot of locked doors or... You notice that there are the two sets of, it's like a big set of a uh, fucking, I don't even know how you describe that. Like where there's like the big iron rail across the top and the doors slide on that rail. Just barn style doors. Like, like not like hinged doors, but like yep, on a yep. rail. Uh, barn style doors. Yeah. I think I would think that. Yeah. They're just fucking barn style in it. There you go. <laughs> and, and there's no windows on the bottom level. Not can... on, only on the upper level. Um, and you see again that these doors on the front are in fact closed. Let's say, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and railroad you into it. I'm going to say that you guys, you take a, a scouting lap around the warehouses. You notice that the back doors are closed too. So there's doors on the front and back of this, uh, barn. It is basically a barn. Yes, but it's a warehouse. Well, I had a slash barn, slash barn, slash barn. Um, if Pottery I, barn, I don't know. If I look up, do I notice that any of the windows are open? Uh, you know what? Hey, we haven't rolled dice in a while. Hey. Why don't you roll me a, give me a fatty D20 roll. Mm. This is like the heftiest. <sighs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's a fucking natural one. Natural one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want the windows to be open or closed? <laughs> I want them to be open. Yeah. They're closed. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to use my plot point. Oh, I'm going to say... Uh, as we're looking, hand you the plot point, uh, we're right next to the Hart River, and, uh, I'm gonna notice that there's a boat moored out on the river, and it happens to have a cannon pointed right at the, uh, rear door to this warehouse. Ooh. Ooh. You... Oh. Okay. Um. Where's, where so there's just a cannon pointing at that door? I can just see, like, in Peter, like, we're standing there. He's looking at the cannon. He's looking back at the, the warehouse. He's looking at the cannon. And you just kind of see his connection there. And then, I, and then I look at Fjorten, and I give him the old shoulder shrug. Like, hey. <laughs> Do we notice anyone uh, down by this newly found boat? Uh, you see that there's, like... So it's it's like uh let's call it like houseboat sized uh you know it's cuz the rivers here aren't super huge and they're not super deep. They're deep enough where some trade goes up and down these rivers, but you're not seeing like gigantic titanic sized barges coming up and down. But you see a lot more of them that are like this where it's like a uh 
like a houseboat sort of structure on the front with a, you know, maybe like a 20-foot barge-ish kind of thing, um, you know, on the other side, whichever that would be, I guess. Uh, and apparently with cannons, because, you know, pirates are a big problem on these rivers, I guess. <laughs> According to my plot point, yes. According to your plot point, and fucking here we all are doing are. plot points. So. Right. Um, so anyway, so you see that this thing is like a, a sort of a low barge, a uh, relatively small barge, um, and there are people loading and unloading, but they're mostly done at this point. So there's like mm, a handful of people kind of coming and going, but it's not, it's not thick. All right. Um, I'm guessing we're wanting to see inside this building before. I mean, it's what Jeff would do though, to, uh, get into this place. That's for sure. Yeah. So that's definitely on the table. He would shoot first and ask questions later. And he would be proud of us for doing so. It's true. But he also get kidnapped. So, hmm. I mean, even though he's totally here in the room with us and has been this whole time. Of course. I mean, that's... <laughs> well, hey. Hey. Um, do I... I'm just trying to think of ways in. And, um, I mean, I'm a druid. I can shapeshift. I want to try to do... If I can, if there's slots in that door or anything I can see, maybe turn into a lizard. Ooh. Maybe a little salamander. A little, uh, I'm going to call it a slam slamamander. A slamamander. Yeah. Okay. Well, that cannon sits out there aimed at the building. And, um, well, that cannon just sits there aimed at the building, apparently. You are going to shapeshift. Are you going to, like, slip into a phone booth nearby? Or, like, you just going to, like, straight up shapeshift in the middle of this crowd? No, probably not in the middle of the crowd. I think, um, looks like these are pretty skinny warehouses. Campaign 2, episode 33, Suppository of Paralysis, was released on August 2nd, 2020. Join us again next week when we adventure the shit out of this adventure on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! Should we buy radio-controlled cars? I think we should. Should we all just do that? Just throw that out there. Radio RCs? controlled cars, RC yeah. cars. I was thinking about turning my whole entire lawn into an RC car course because I'm going to have to nuke my lawn next year anyway. So that's my new idea. Yeah, I had some friends who were in RC and like doing the building and upgrading and there's just like just working on a regular car, just that many things, little shocks, everything, oh, yeah. but it's miniature. Like maybe this fuel injector will make your car go just like, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Uh, you become a mechanic, mini mechanic. My girlfriend, or however we, I don't know if this is going on the podcast, but she works with, uh, you know, developmentally disabled people. And one of her clients was like, um, 
can't go on their yearly vacation. So yeah. like all the money's just going into a really sweet radio controlled car. And he's like, you can change the fucking oil on this thing. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> oh, you're talking like a gas powered one? No, yeah, exactly. No, what's even available? You get, yeah, you, you get the premium oil and then you get like little nitro fuel and they make icy fuel. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. What? You can get nitro for a I fucking. See. I feel like that would just, like, it's so small, it would just explode. <laughs> That's cool too, though. I mean, yeah, I'm into it. I didn't say I was. There's wasn't. a button for that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like when you're done with this hobby, you just push this button. Like, it explodes. Fuck, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> and for our podcast. Fuck it, I'm out button. <laughs> it's on, it comes on every remote. 